Hello everyone, welcome to Ashur On Air. This is Air Literacy joining you after a short break on Ashur On Air, lead product consultant of Serverless 360, an advanced cloud management tool for Ashur. Today I have got Thomas, a senior program manager and chief evangelist in Microsoft Ashur engineering team. He engages with the community and customers across the globe, across business domains. He shares his expertise and collects feedback to improve the Azure platform. Thomas transforms the business of global enterprises to cloud and make their Azure the best cloud platform to run their business applications. It's a privilege to have you on our show, Thomas. Thank you very much for having me, Izzy. Wonderful. So Thomas, I happened to uh, encounter an uh, article which was talking about the current cloud trends. I think you would be the best person to help me understand this better from the real-time scenarios as you interact with a number of customers. So it shows that customers are increasing their investments in hybrid and multi-cloud. What is your take on this, Thomas? Yes, uh, excellent question, and actually, that that's one of my my favorite parts uh, to talk about. Um, there's obviously many many cloud trends, right? When people think about cloud trends, they're thinking about machine learning, AI, and many many other things. Um, but one of them we are seeing, especially in the enterprise market, is hybrid, um, hybrid and multi-cloud, if you will, and that means um, that customers obviously run workloads on premises in their own data centers or edge locations. Um, that can be, for example, factories or retail stores um, uh, and so on, right? Uh, even branch offices, you could count as edge locations. And then also run, obviously, not just in one cloud provider, but run their workloads at other cloud providers too. And that is a scenario which is very valid. And I think we especially in Microsoft, we acknowledge that very strongly that uh, there are many, many reasons out there why customers not just want to run these workloads in a cloud provider, or I should say probably not just not one, but um, also can't, right, for various reasons. And so that is where hybrid and multi-cloud comes in. Excellent. So since uh, we are in the integration space, uh, even in from the BizTalk era, uh, Thomas, like we have a product called BizTalk 360, which helps in the operations management of the BizTalk server. So even we encounter this term hybrid quite often. We observe that many of our BizTalk 360 customers are considering cloud migration. Still, they prefer to have some of their business applications continue running in the BizTalk server, which is on-premise. So in such scenarios, what services that Microsoft offers can facilitate their migration into cloud and still remain in hybrid for a while? Yes, absolutely. Excellent question. Again, as you said, mm -hmm. uh, in the current trends, we see like, I think it's 92 or 93% of companies actually being in a hybrid or multi-cloud state. So from a Microsoft side, what we are offering uh, for customers are different kind of solutions depending on, on their needs. And um, so we have a very strong hybrid portfolio. And if you look at the history of Azure, like even back in like, uh, it's, it's not something new, which we just did like in the last couple of years, 
Actually, if you look back years and years of Azure, you see that Azure was also like to be hybrid from the ground up, right? We always knew that we have customers running on-premises um, and we had products like Windows Server with Active Directory where we could use Azure Active Directory in a hybrid mode, or we have SQL Server where they can use also our Azure SQL in a hybrid mode. But recently, um, we had like two big investment areas, like, or I should say maybe three or five, but at the end, it's all coming together. Uh, one of the things is obviously, which is a little bit longer, I think we announced that in 2015, is our Azure Stack solution. And now over the years, it really became a, a portfolio or a family of products and services, which allows customers to basically take our cloud-inspired hardware and run that uh, as infrastructure in their own locations, right? So when you need some sort of um, uh, consistent infrastructure uh, with your cloud provider, that is what our Azure Stack family can offer. And there we have different solutions such as Azure Stack Edge, which is great uh, when it comes to like machine, uh, machine learning workloads and AI. Uh, but then also we have our Azure Stack Hub uh, version, which is especially interesting if you're dealing with a disconnected environment, but you still want to have that Azure control plane and some of the Azure services available in that location. And then really our main solution where we see like most customers using is our Azure Stack HCI solution, which HCI stands for um, hyperconverged infrastructure. And that allows you then to run virtual machines on top. This can be Linux and Windows Server machines. But then also, for example, our Azure Kubernetes service, which we call, um, um, which, which we call shortly AKS, um, which we offer in Azure, but also you can run that on top of Azure Stack HCI and then manage it and deploy it and uh, use it in a similar way you would do with, um, uh, with, uh, with AKS in Azure. Now, and the third thing I want to talk about really, or, or the other one is Azure Arc. That is really our, our flagship um, service when it comes to hybrid and multi-cloud. And in a very short way of saying what Azure Arc is, Azure Arc does basically two main things. It brings Azure management um, and Azure services to any place, um, meaning that if you have existing servers, if you have service running on-premises or other cloud providers, or even other infrastructure types such as Kubernetes clusters, for example, you can connect them up to the Azure control plane using Azure Arc and then use the same tooling and management experience you get from Azure, but not just for your Azure services, also to now your servers running on-premises or other cloud providers. Or again, I should not just say servers, it should really is like things like Kubernetes clusters too, right? And then the other side with the services is that customers are telling us, hey, look, your Azure services are great, right? For example, one example is Azure SQL, right? Customers really love our Azure SQL um, solution, but they also tell us, hey, we have certain reasons why we cannot run this in Azure um, because, for example, they have data sovereignty concerns where they can store data outside of the country uh, or even in their own data center. Um, 
and and we don't have for example in, even though we had have a lot of azure regions today um we probably don't have that one in that specific country or the other ones are technical challenges right with that that i see even more often is that hey uh we don't have good internet connectivity there um we don't have enough bandwidth we have it's too much latency for our application to use that or you just don't want to take that risk of being dependent on your internet connectivity right for example if you think about a factory um when when you run everything to run all the software you run for to run the factory you run that in in, in azure or any other cloud provider and the internet connectivity goes away you, you don't want that the whole factory stands still so you still want to make this mix where you run some stuff which are critical on site on premises in that factory for example and then take advantage of the cloud in the long term to do some additional stuff as well and so these customers again for these specific reasons said hey we love we want to use these azure services and we want to for example use azure sql and that is what we do with azure arc with azure arc we allow these customers to bring azure services such as azure sql into their on-premises environment Excellent. So uh, exact scenario that you were just mentioning about Thomas today from one of our Bistock 360 customers, we had a request uh, to help them on a technical challenge. The scenario is they have an on-prem SQL server and they want their app service, which is an Azure to communicate to it. So I think the answer or the suggestion that you were putting forth uh, would be of great benefit to many such users who are trying to uh, achieve this hybrid connections. So we did recommend them to explore the hybrid connection manager and, and a solution through Azure Virtual Network. So as we talk about this hybrid integrations, we uh, should also consider multi-cloud, isn't it, Thomas? As we have multiple other crowd providers and your customer might already be having uh, an uh, application running in some other cloud provider. And the best part is Azure can uh, interoperate with all these cloud providers. Am I correct, Thomas? Yes, absolutely. You're absolutely correct on that. Um, mm. Yeah, we see that. Actually, I see that, um, especially in larger enterprises, we sometimes see that a lot, right? Uh, we have some uh, some companies who decide that multi-cloud is a strategy for them, even though I, I personally, and that's my personal opinion, is like, okay, it's a very difficult thing to do because even one cloud provider is complex enough. Now, adding multiple cloud providers to the mix um, is making things like more difficult. You need more people. You need more trained people. Uh, however, exactly, exactly. But but on the other hand, I understand also why you might want to do this, right? This can be disaster recovery reasons and so on. Now, the other thing you just mentioned, I think is also very valid, is like, hey, a company already deployed an application, like, like let's say a business unit within a company already deployed an application, uh, in a other cloud provider, but then central IT in the long term decides, hey, Microsoft Azure is our main cloud provider, uh, which, by the way, is an excellent choice. Um, I'm a little bit biased here, but um, <laughs> <Me too>. uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but then on the other hand, you don't like just 
move that application to Azure, right? There's like sometimes this would then cost like a lot of effort to actually move that and you don't have the time and so on. Um, um, and depending on how the application is built, you would have some redirection. Now, in both cases, you still, we see the need that you still need some like management and some integration from one cloud provider. So in a multi-cloud environment, what we are really saying is, hey, you should decide that you're going to use a primary uh, cloud provider. Um, or I also like the word anchor cloud, for example, uh, for this, where you work towards like build all the automation, build all your processes, use all the management tools, and then you can still deploy services and applications in other cloud providers, but you're actually trying to manage and get control um, through the control plane of, let's say, in the, our case, obviously, Azure. And that is where, again, Azure Arc can come in and help. And we see that a lot, especially when companies start. I mean, management and deployment is like one item, but if we speak to security and compliance teams, they really like our solution because now they get this single control plane to look at their services uh, running in Azure, at other cloud providers, and as we talked before, even on-prem, right? And so they can see all these things, what is happening in terms of compliance and security in their environment uh, in, a, in a single control plane. And I think that drives a lot of value uh, in, these, right. in these use cases. Absolutely. I can't agree more. And it is not just we both are the Azure supporters. We see that almost 78% of the Fortune 500 companies are now using Microsoft hybrid cloud offerings, isn't it? So uh, have you, you should have definitely encountered working with some of these global enterprises, isn't it, Thomas? Can you enlighten us? Uh, with a real-time business use case of one of these enterprises and how exactly the Microsoft's hybrid cloud offerings were fitting into their business need. Yeah, yeah. Let, let me give you uh, uh, like even like two examples uh, maybe, which which we'll like uh, cover. Um, <laughs> so the first one I want to really short, shortly talk about. Um, one is like okay, and we're working a lot also with financial industry customers, right? And as you can imagine, um, like my first guess when I started working with these customers um, was like the main reason they want to do a hybrid deployment is like, okay, they want to take advantage of the cloud for most of the um, things they're running, but there is like some data sovereignty challenges uh, where they need to store, for example, data within the country or even in their own um, uh, premises. Now that's, True. So they told me these financial service customers. They told me, yeah, that's that's true. But we even have better reasons for it. Like we have even stronger reasons to do that because they're still running mainframe systems, right? And there are a lot of companies out there still doing that. Especially if you're a large enterprise with a legacy, uh, you might still have mainframes around. Um, and so they said, like, hey, we need to have our even modern applications. Like these can be even containerized applications or written in past services, we need them to be as close as possible to the mainframes so that we don't have a lot of latency. And so that I find a very interesting use case. And that is where, for example, then Azure Stack, uh, HCI, 
our AKS hybrid deployment and Azure Arc can come in to deploy these modern and even legacy and traditional applications very close to wherever they need it. Um, can be mainframes, but also can be close to their end users or um, think about machines in factories. Now, that is kind of like the data center or one of the data center hybrid use cases. But what we see even more is these edge deployments. Uh, one of them, I'm like, one of the customers is actually a retailer, uh, which is a global retailer across the world. And they have a lot of retail stores everywhere. Um, I think uh, I'm not 100% sure, but it's like thousands of retail stores worldwide. And as similar as I like my example before with the factory, they don't want to rely on the internet connectivity, right? If they have a big sale uh, where a lot of people come into the store and want to buy things, they cannot say we cannot like you cannot shop right now because our internet is not working. So they need to do that locally. And so they have a little bit of like small infrastructure, like this can be a small PC or something like that uh, to run, for example, their point of sale system uh, and other applications. And that is where, again, we come in with, even with Azure Stack HCI in a very small form factor in that case. Um, and then also with like AKS hybrid, like to run even modern containerized applications uh, on it. And then Azure Arc to actually do the cloud management. So there's a couple of benefits I wanna, wanna highlight on this. So first of all, you get a very small deployment for infrastructure using Azure Stack HCI. Um, you, can even, you could even use potentially Windows Server or like Windows Client in some cases, but you need some sort of a operating system which can do for example, virtualization, right? And then that allows you to create virtual machines, Windows and Linux, depending on what your application needs. And you can then run on top of that, your traditional applications. Now, I mentioned that we also offer our Azure Kubernetes service as a hybrid deployment, and that can run on top of Windows, um, Windows Server or AKI, uh, sorry, Azure Stack HCI. And so they can now run their traditional applications and modern containerized applications side by side on the same infrastructure. And then the third one with Azure Arc, in addition, they can then run even past services such as Azure SQL or Azure uh, um, applicate app services uh, on that infrastructure as well. So they can architect and create very modern application which can interact with traditional applications inside their retail stores. And the fourth benefit with Azure Arc is now that all of these things are connected up to Azure. So the management team, the IT team, can now easily go into the Azure portal, for example. Um, of course, they can also use the CLI or PowerShell. However, they can go into the portal. They can get a view of all the things which are running in each store. They can also do some new deployments. They can manage these things. They can monitor these things um, wherever they sit. No VPN required, um, no complex network setup required, everything securely deployed um, using Azure Arc. Um, and so that is kind of like the, 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 the scenario we're seeing a lot and the interest where we see a lot of uh, from our customers in, in these edge mm -hmm. scenarios. 
Excellent. Like uh, every scenario that you have been narrating, I just went into that and I was visualizing the finance, the retail and how complex the business is and the with the technology advancement, how elegantly are we solving the real time business needs? And uh, I can completely imagine or visualize like why you have been honored as uh, uh, one of the who, uh, um, influential executive leaders and subject matter experts in transforming the way businesses are being done across domains in enterprises, Thomas, by Analytica. So it's, it's uh, an honor to have you in our show enlightening us on the real-time business demands of uh, uh, business applications and how you are addressing them using these hybrid integration solutions. So, Yes, yeah, so, yeah, obviously, I, it was a great honor to be listed in this on Analytica report for, like, cloud computing and also um, uh, hybrid cloud computing as one of the... Um, influential people uh, for, I think it was 2022. Um, so yeah, that was a great honor. And there's a lot of things, obviously, I do. Like that is, and it's not necessarily, it's part of my job as well, but I'm also doing that now for years. And I'm not just doing that for myself in a way that, hey, um, like I want I want to get visibility or something, but I also like learn a lot out of these things. So what I'm trying to do is I try to share information I get, right? I create information, I create, like if I get an ask from a customer, for example, or from a partner, or I see a question somewhere popping up, um, how do you do this? How do you do that? Um, what is the solution to do this? I try to like then not just answer that person or that organization. I'm thinking like, hey, we can share that information even more broadly, right? And then that will help other people uh, as well. And the same way, obviously, that is also why I'm reading a lot on this side is like other people are doing that too. So I enjoy reading about how other people are solving their challenges as well. Uh, and so uh, there's this really good community around Microsoft Azure in general and about Microsoft technology in general, um, where there's a lot of like talks and discussions, a lot of experts sharing their information on social media, such as Twitter or LinkedIn, um, but then also writing blogs, doing podcasts as you do, for example, uh, doing videos. And that is all things which I think, hey, uh, that is really helping other people, right? And I think that is something which is the most um, motivational thing for me is when someone writes, for example, a comment or sends me an email um, or a message just saying, hey, I read this. This was really helpful. Thank you for putting this out, right? Um, this is really because then you have that satisfaction um, kind of like, um, I really helped someone else because you're also like, I'm also happy if someone helps me, right? Like I'm like, Hey, if someone put something out, I had a question about this. Someone took the time to actually write this. Like I'm like super happy. And so I'm also like happy if I can help someone else. And I think um, that is kind of like how this, this whole thing happened. 
Absolutely. So I get that satisfaction of talking to a true, uh, genuine person who feels happy about helping others. As Thomas, through various platforms and channels, and one among them uh, being Asher on air, we are so happy that we took your expert advice to the community, which I have found really useful, interacting with customers, working with hybrid scenarios day in and day out. I had a lot of takeaways from our discussion for the last few minutes that I'm going to take it back to my customers and gonna help them build better solutions, addressing their business needs. Thank you for being on our show, Thomas. We would like to end the session with a tip from you for the listeners and for us. <laughs> um, it, it, so first of all, let me say it, it has been a pleasure to talk to you, Izzy. Uh, it, it has been great. Uh, really enjoy being on this. And I, I love the effort you're doing with this, with this podcast. Um, if I need to give one tip to the listeners of this is, um, is probably like, it sounds a little bit cheesy, but it's, it's going to be really never stop learning, enjoy learning, um, about like take, because it's really something, uh, unique, I think, or, uh, to the technology, um, community is that you can get confronted by so many new things every single day and your job like changes so many times, which can be difficult as well, right? It's it's not just like, but if, if you think about it, we really like have our days very often look very different uh, and we can learn new things all the time. And I think we should really enjoy that. Um, and also don't, especially if you're working with Azure or cloud, there's so many changes happening and so many things going on. Don't be afraid of like all these changes. Don't think that you need to know everything at any point in time. It's just not possible anymore. Um, but, but really take your time to learn the things you need to or you want to or you're interested in. And whenever there is something coming up, um, new, which you're interested in, go ahead and do that. Uh, I think it has never been easier to become an expert in a topic because like things are changing so fast and technology is doing so rapidly that like like if if, if for example I go back in a co- like couple of years back, if you wanted to become an expert in Windows Server um, or like you want to become one of the best pe- best experts in Windows Server, that was a very difficult part because there were people out there working for years and years with Windows Server, right? And they were then just going, okay, what is new? They learned everything about new, uh, what is new, but they had a lot of experience. Now, these days, there's so many new things coming out, which you can learn and um, also share stuff about. So um, I highly recommend um, keeping on that, enjoying enjoying the ride, basically, yes. <laughs> um, of learning new things. Excellent. Such a positive note to end this episode with Thomas. Yes, we promise you that we are going to keep learning and the Azure and the uh, technology is ever evolving, keeping us engaged. Thank you so much, Thomas. Thank you very much, Izzy, for having me. Uh, it was a pleasure to talk to you.